podcast. I'm Nick Westray. I am Jason Black. This is the podcast where all of the LGBTs and Qs get together to celebrate divas. Yeah, it's a Diva Stan podcast. We talk about how they have inspired our lives, how they've inspired your lives. Uh, you know, we have guests. It's just Nick and I sometimes. It's all kinds of things. It's all kinds of things. Diva-centric podcast. That's right. Jason and I have been friends since we were little, little babies, and we've loved divas the entire time. We then went to the school of divas and us to become experts. And then we heard that there weren't enough podcasts on the planet about three years ago. So we started this podcast where everyone can get together just to celebrate the work of iconic women and have a little place away from the scary to celebrate um, the great ladies of our lives. That's right. And this podcast is for my favorite color. Ooh, this podcast is for divas who love our diva. This podcast is for documentation of my youth. This is a podcast for divas who just want to play Barbies in their room. This podcast is for all you underdogs. This is a podcast for divas we called sugar. Sugar. You called me sugar. sugar. Out out in the um, garden. (laughs) Cupping my coffee, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You called me sugar. What are we doing this week, Jay? Isn't that so sexy? That's so, so sexy. sexy. When you just can capture a moment in a song, it's so specific, <laughs> and it makes just you feel lyric, all the emotions. Just with your lyrical abilities, because you write your own music. We are talking about um, my my div- my second diva in command, Pink <laughs> Alicia Moore herself. In Alicia the flesh. Moore, Pink Pink is such an amazing one to do in Pride Month. Exclamation point! Pink, try and put that in. I hate that, and I kind of refuse to do that, and so. Uh, you just use the letter I. I do. I you do. Are icon- you're an iconic spelling person. You just are. You I'll love keep spelling. To myself. I'll keep to myself. I'll keep to myself without I spell it, and you, everyone else has to come around. <laughs> but it's also so hard to find the exclamation point on there. P, and then go to the exclamation always point. Always hiding. So it's just hiding, hiding above the one. <laughs> yeah. You can't get to it. No, you have to use the shift key. Move around all the time. And so I'm just like, no, but it will get me there. It will get me to her. (laughs) You're an iconic typist. (laughs) We're talking about Pink. We're talking about Pink. And we're talking about her documentary that just came out called I Am Here. And then we're going to talk about my love for Pink. I love that. I love that. You have always been a huge Pink stan. And I've always been a Pink fan. So um, Jason's going to... Just going to be in the driver's seat. But first, we haven't been here and so um, we're very nervous. We haven't recorded in a really long time. We can't even um, remember the last time. I know. We have been, uh, we've been enjoying the summer. So let's do some diva news. What diva news do you have, bitch? Well, I don't. I never do. I don't know. Inspire me. I Do I have some diva news? Is there some things? I don't know. Go ahead. You start and then maybe. Okay, I'll start with my diva news. Number one on our diva news is that. They are remaking The Rose, starring Cynthia Erivo. Yes, they are. It's yes, a huge piece of diva news. I have deeply impacted it already with you, with my partner, and with my other best friend in like long conversation settings. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the Rose is uh, Bette Midler's kind of big dramatic uh, breakthrough. Screen debut. Screen debut. She was nominated for an Oscar. She plays Janis Joplin-like character, kind of on the skids, kind of right before the very end, where she's mm-hmm. just trying to still uh, make it 
uh, performing in the concerts. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. That's it was a time capsule of the seventies of the sixties and seventies life as a female rocker. So, yeah, I'm really, I, I can't wait to find out if they're actually going to do it Mm -hmm. in the period in the seventies in which, which would be amazing. And her, and I don't know if they're going to do all the songs or more like what's more likely. I think they're going to make it contemporary so that Cynthia can make her own kind of uh, set list and make her own record. And then like the Rose, Bette Midler never sings the song, the Rose as the character, the Rose it's just on the closing credits of that film. And I think Cynthia could do the same thing. And, and that way, you know, it's kind of tied in and it could be around a theme, but she can make it more modern and she can make it her own and make it make an album of her own music with it, which I think would be an amazing opportunity for her. It should be a new theme song. It should be like called Tulip or something. <laughs> Tulip, Marigold, something, something. Give me a different, give me lilac. a different flower. Lilac. <laughs> Lilac. Lilac's beautiful. It's just going to be singer. interesting to see if Cynthia then turns every, like Bette did, turn everything in her entire career to be about roses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe that, that'll, yeah. So it's just carrying on the torch. I've never seen Vox Lux, but I imagine that Vox Lux oh, could be a kind of. A template? Template. Oh, although, and I, but I did see in her smell. So I don't know if that's, because there's, there's a kind of. Uh, divas on the skids in her smell was yeah. about a kind of Courtney love rock star crashing and burning yes, and then yes. kind of rising again. I'm really excited. The thing I'm excited for whenever they say that they're going to do this as a Broadway musical or something, they always float some actress ideas that don't get me excited because the main thing I want, if we're going to redo the rose is someone who can fucking sing. And that is Cynthia Erivo can fucking blow. So that's all I really care about. Because I mean, you, you know, I am an Elizabeth Moss super fan. Can't sing. I am also a Natalie Portman fan. Can't sing. So I like my diva movies about music to be with singers. Have you seen? Have you been seeing the uh, copious amounts of trailers for Aretha and how it starts with Miss Audra? Uh huh. Oh, I started crying immediately. I know. I started crying just talking about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, Where she, she asked Miss Aretha how she's voice. doing. How you doing today? I'm doing oh. fine. And then, oh. Uh, it's going to yeah. be a highlight of my whole fucking summer. It's so, I'm so excited. But, is that, but then by the end of the trailer, you get to the Mary J. Blige entrance of it all. And so I'm like, oh, well, Audra's not going to be nominated for the Academy Award because we already know Miss Mary J. Blige is Academy Award catnip. I'm uh, yeah. I feel like if Audra's going to be in the beginning, she's not going to be in the majority of the film, or not in the point where you really need to engage with her. You know, so right. she's so it's like she's going to be playing her music teacher, which you know all young prodigy music teachers they're just in there for that. Well, little she's, the, she's her mom, isn't she? Oh, I or don't is know. She her music teacher. I don't know. I, I thought, thought she was I don't her know. Mom. I thought I, I was getting music teacher vibes, but who knows? <laughs> I was getting mom stroke music teacher vibes. I all I know is that she's singing in the beginning of the Aretha documentary <laughs> or the Aretha movie, and that's all I care about. I'm like, and I was crying what? too yes. hard after that to see the rest of the trailer. How is Aretha doing? Aretha's doing all right. Just alright. Singing is sacred, and you shouldn't do it just because somebody wants you to. What's most important is that you are treated with dignity and respect. 
Um, oh. the I I'm pretty sure um she just released this like the uh you know written for the movie single. I just heard Jay Hud sing. Ooh. It's pretty good. It's okay. Don't remember the name of it, but it's pretty good. Okay. 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 I'm really excited about it. I also it's, it's called something like I am here or like. I all I know so much so far. I don't know. It's very. It's a very pink. It's very title. pink. Is it it's a very, very pink, pink name was title? Written, was it written by Alicia Moore? I have to look. It could be it Alicia could be. Moore will pen a thing for another diva. She'll write. She writes. She, <laughs> as you know, that she loves to write. She writes a thing. She's a scribe. Um, is your other, other? Is this Marv Easttown that you watched Marv Easttown? Well, I did watch Mare of Easttown. Mar of Easttown. I watched Mar of Easttown. A, Mar, a horse. A horse of East Town. <laughs> I watched that in two days. Really love my Kate Winslet, but also our girl Phyllis Somerville is rocking it in there. Uh, yes, iconic, iconic, and our iconic Julianne Nicholson. I mean, so many great women in that show. I was, I was very, very, I was very, very here for it. But no, my other news I wanted to talk to you about is The Conjuring Part Three because oh. I've, just, I've decided <laughs> that Lorraine in The Conjuring is a fucking queer icon. Queer icon. She is a queer icon. She's a patronizing psychic. She can astral project. She's in love with Patrick Wilson. I mean, these are canonically gay, queer. Gay, 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 gay. She gay. breaks curses for a living. I mean, does she on. use her powers more? Does she? Oh, does she, she has she good does. powers in it. She really does. Nick and I don't know if we talked about this. Maybe we've like mentioned it lightly, but we are um, conjuring stands and we, we are. are even though you haven't seen the third one yet. How dare you? No, no. I'm, I'm waiting for when it's absolutely psychically right for me to go and see Lorraine <laughs> Astral project to see, to make sure the devil, because <laughs> she's like the devil possessed that boy. That's how kill. That's how killing happens. It's the devil and not it's the this devil. Man's I'm going to you. Oh, she also wears statement blouses in every scene. Yes. It's a new print statement blouse with a brooch so you loved it you're saying you loved it it's tops great is it tops time. billy was like billy was like they're kind of all the same aren't they and i was like no I need you to stop no they're not this is also good because she has a a um nemesis in this who is also a woman whoa does miss annabella make a appearance no, they may, they mention Miss Annabelle, also a gay icon, <laughs> belongs with the Babadook as the Grand Marshal of the I, Pride yes, Parade. Yes, I need it on the float right now. I need my 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 plushy Annabelle and my plushy Babadook just kind of dancing I around. Maybe make them sexy. In, I want her in that plexiglass oh, you... box so that we're all like slightly afraid that she might get out during the Pride Parade. Yes, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. With me, yeah, she can be like dancing in a box and like money can be like flowing up around but guess what annabelle can't get you if you're on prep yeah yeah (laughs) stay away from annabelle take your prep every day (laughs) take your prep and annabelle can't get you um yeah no she has a nemesis who is not annabelle who is another woman who is evil and you're gonna really like that part and that is the catnip i'm giving you well i've seen her in the trailer so i know that she plays some witch witchery like in the Mm -hmm. basement so i know i'm ready for it I'm really ready for it. She is on your witchery bandwagon. And the other piece of diva news I have to do is to hector you on the mic about whether or not you've watched Lava Nino. Yes, um, I have watched half of it. So I'm working slowly. As long as you're on your journey. Yes, I'm on my journey. I am on my journey. We have maybe three more episodes to go. And it is. It's wonderful. Isn't it beautiful? Everyone should watch it. 
It's about Christina Ortiz. She was um, a celebrity and uh, a famous uh, trans sex worker in Madrid in the 90s. And they made this beautiful miniseries about her life on uh, Purple HBO, our patron saint, Purple HBO. And it's uh, astonishing. I'm going to start my rewatch this week with Billy. And I can't fucking wait. I'm also going to start crying just talking about it. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. They really do it right, though. They really do it right. They hire... um, all trans women to play these uh, uh, trans icons, and it's uh, it's really fab. It's a really fabulous um, kind of unexpected uh, f- uh, filmmaking. Filmmaking, yeah. Television making it doesn't feel like television at all. This is definitely one of the few times where I feel like I'm watching mini movies every mm-hmm. every hour. I'm like, okay, that was just a movie. Put that away. Mm-hmm. Here's the next movie. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Special. Paka, her best friend, Paka, Paka. When she's yes. older, the woman she Paca's lives with. Paka's my favorite. I am she's Paca. Playing, she's playing herself. That is Paka. Is that Paka? I thought so. I yeah, thought so. That's when I actually looked her up, Paca. I was like, I think that's actually her. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I am Paka. I'm Paka. <laughs> I'm Paka. <laughs> you have big Paka energy, babe. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. What's our biggest piece of diva news, though? Hey, kids. What's <laughs> things that are going to make us cry? Hey, battle angels. So and it's like, so don't you know that we that what we're telling you this? But no, you wouldn't know because everything's just been running kind of as as planned, right? For this this right. last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But not for us. Nick and I have decided to we're gonna take a break, babes. We're gonna, we're gonna take, take a, a summer break vacation. Mm-hmm. We yeah. are. It's um, you know, it's not easy producing bi-weekly content like we do. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Bi-weekly? We put out two episodes a week, a main episode yeah. and an episode on our Patreon. Uh, you can join our Patreon at Patreon front slash for the girls podcast where we have additional episodes, like a lot of them. And we've been doing that kind of nonstop for uh, three years now. And mm-hmm. um you know, I know we took a break in the winter, but if you were a Patreon person, you know, we kept going on the Patreon and we were building all the episodes that you've been listening to since the spring. And it's really exhausting. And now that the world is opening up a bit, we want to take a little time to engage with it. And uh, this podcast takes a lot of work. Oh, a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of trying to get other people into our schedules so that we feel really beholden to them and so grateful to them that we can't really um, rearrange our time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nick and I kind of will lock in months in advance uh, certain things. And so we really want if someone's going to give us our time, we're going to honor that. And Mm -hmm. we just don't quite have that. You know, obviously, as you know, my mom. my mom had COVID and she's still struggling. And so I'm going to, I'm, I haven't seen her y'all. I haven't seen her yet. It's June and I still haven't seen my mom. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend at least a month in Michigan, uh, kind of being with my family, uh, you know, so. And you want to be present in that. Really present. And when we're doing this podcast, we have so many projects in our minds and we like shift week by week by reading a biography or starting to like try to download in our minds all of the music or the filmography of a certain diva. And it takes up a huge amount of energy so much so that it's, it's become one, it's become, and during COVID, this was amazing, but it's become my primary creative pursuit in life. And we need, I think this time when we're re-engaging with the world, we want to be able to let our minds go around other things, be them personal or familial or creatively. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it's not just that we're taping two times a week, but we're also then trying to catch up with the, what the next week is going to be. And we, we love this podcast. We want to make it as great as we can. Uh, we have a certain level of standard that we hold for ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't want that to slip. And we know that we can't really be committed committing that level of standard that we set for ourselves uh, for this next couple of months. And and so we just are deciding to really just take a big pause button on there. Hey, y'all, the, the episodes are up. They're free. You can always go. We have a hundreds lot. We've got hundreds. We have now hundreds, at least a hundred. I, I told a very good battle angel friend of ours that we were doing this. She got a little preview and she said, well, I'm just going to go back and listen to the entire pod from the beginning. And I was like, that's what you do. That's how you, that's how you get your really to get the diva dump in your mind. We should do that. We would probably learn a thing or two. (laughs) That's very true. Also, if you are a Patreon member, we will keep updating you on the Patreon, but we'll also pause your contributions for the time that we're off the air. And we really appreciate all of your support on that. We want to be able to continue to make this podcast, but make sure that we're doing it um, in a way that, you love and we love and everyone is growing and prospering out of it and no one is being depleted by it. Yes. Yes. We don't, yeah, we don't want this. We don't want this to burn, burn us out to the point where we don't like it. That's our big thing. We want to keep loving this and enjoying this. And so we're just going to take, we're going to unplug and we're going to kind of come back and reconfigure some things and yeah so stay tuned stay tuned tuned. and i mean stay tuned you're looking at you're looking down at your phone you got plenty more time with us today so don't fucking worry about that we ready to do it i am here are you ready to be here here? speaking i am here we both just watched pink's documentary all i know so far which is streaming now on amazon prime steal someone's password so you don't have to give jeff bezos money please no give him money let's make sure he does go into space i think (laughs) let's really make sure that that fucker gets like blasted off on a death ship into space (laughs) i think that might be the good thing that would be the thing what did you think did you love it i i mean i loved it I mean, I loved it. Here's the thing. I love it. Here's the thing, kiddos. I fucking love pink. I love pink. I love pink. It's like a, it's like one of my closeted secrets, but not a secret because it's also a party trick of mine. I I found out I, in like the early aughts or something, you know, when, when my generation started getting kind of nostalgic for their childhoods and they would start, and there was a big, who are you, a Britney or Christina? I remember in like my, one of those first rounds, I I just stepped up and I said, "Neither, I'm I'm pink, I'm a pink fan," and people were like gagged. They told me to stop joking. They said, "Irony is dead." Like you you know you're <laughs> and like just kind of try to find every way around it to, to not believe that I liked pink. Well, and is- once I realized I had that kind of power in a room of fags to be like, Oh wow. <laughs> like I can really shut a place down <laughs> by claiming to love pink. Is it- and then I- defending it. it? It's incongru- it's incongruous with you a bit because you do love and worship irony and subversive humor so much. And Pink is extremely sincere. <laughs> yes, I know. She is I the know. queen of sincerity. I know. It's all hurt on your, on your uh, you know, sleeve, um, 
poetry, diary writing, Mm -hmm. you know, songs, like almost like direct from your like morning pages into a song, kind of like (laughs) no edit. There's like almost no edit there. There's just some rhyming couplets. And here we go. And here we go. You know, so many, um, you, you know, uh, what those aren't they're not similes but you know when it's like you know it's always gonna rain but the sun will shine too kind of lines Mm. like endless kind of this is and that's just endless poetics poetics full poetics and i tell you i'm actually shocked that she did not try to rhyme obama and trauma oh (laughs) i was ready for it yeah i was ready because she will give you the hard, those hard rhymes. She will give you the hardest rhymes. She will give you the <laughs> hardest rhymes in the quickest, easiest fashion. And because I've been on the run so long, they can't find me. You're waking up to remember I'm pretty. And when the chemicals leave my body, yeah, they're gonna find me in a hotel lobby. Because times they keep coming all night, laughing and fucking. Some days like I'm barely breathing. After we were high in the love, dope down, it was you. Yeah, when I saw the gaggery that that it comes out when I like announce that I'm a Pink fan, that that I don't know that uh, the re- yeah it felt very rebel to me. It felt very much like, and and that's been my love for Pink this whole time is that I love her and I I cringe too at the same time, <laughs> and it like right. and like and like climbs up into this very perfect pyramid until we reach the peak, and I'm like in ecstasy of it. Like I'm somehow <laughs> able to always conquer um, her cringe into the point where I can embrace it and make it my own, and bizarrely let it define my life. So I have let multiple albums of hers with multiple songs. Like, like I can listen to, to probably 10 songs right now and know exactly where I was, know exactly the feeling, know exactly who I was thinking of. There's no other artist that I have besides Beth that's like this. In fact, there's no other artist that I have ever made a playlist for that's just this artist besides Beth. Oh. It's just Pink. And, and I have I, that playlist and I've been listening to it. So that's my second week. playlist, Mama. The first playlist I just re-edited for you so I could like sync it down so I could get to three, about three songs on each album so that I could kind of take you on a pretty quick journey. And and get this. And that's so what we're doing today, right? Yes. We're going, yes, I'm going to bring up some of my tracks. We're going to talk about this documentary. Um, but here's the thing. And here's just how, so, so, not, so yes, fact one, uh, Pink is the only artist besides Bet that I have created like a playlist for just so I can get all of my favorite songs in there. Fact two, it's the only playlist that I've ever put on private so that absolutely no one in the world can see that I have done that. And so... <laughs> It's funny, though, because we have this, some of the same, like, angst around Bet, you know, in the sense of, like, it, that it's seen as uncool, because later, late, latter days, Midler is very, is very sincere and very treacly at times. But we always have kind of, like, they, they both kind of have that, like, 
hard edge that can make them cool, but then very, very gooey centers. And something about at least Bet still lives in a time capsule, lives as kind of this vaudevillian diva. So like, even right. if people want to bring up, oh, and like at this point, no one really is that familiar with their sentimental hits. You know, it's not like, True. and and Pink is still unleashing upon the world her heartstrings. Oh, and yeah. they're still very current. I was actually having that thought watching this documentary, which is like, wow, she has so many years ahead of her. When she, in the documentary, so she says years. at one point, she's like, she's like, look, if I find a good person, I hire them. And they can stay on that stage until they're 85, because I'm going to. And I was like, man, we're going to have a lot of pink records. Oh, they fucking do. That guy with that long, nasty hair, that blonde, mm-hmm. like, hair. He has been with her since, he's been road-dogged with her since day one day one and she showcases him constantly so like she like will interact with him she used to do this thing called like campfire songs where they would go and like just her and the guitar and she would just sit around and croon with him. i mean it's so it's hard for me to talk about it because it is so cringy and uncomfortable but also like yeah i've dedicated a lot of time to watching this kind of stuff so it's I don't know. It's 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 my beautiful trauma. It's my beautiful trauma. <laughs> okay. So have you seen this her live? No. No, I haven't. So when you said Stan, I kind of cringe at that because I'm not. Because I'm okay. actually not. I don't think that I – I am not. And I don't – again, it's like I have this pink thing. I have this like pink greatest playlist that almost – that lasts for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. And <laughs> – I still have to keep it on private because I just like, because I don't know why, because the no person that's going to look at my like profile on Spotify is going to whatever. But like, I don't know. I have to keep it private. I have to keep it for myself. And I've also created that playlist because I don't like, I, my goal with every pink album is to like at least five songs. And that's your goal. That's always my goal. Always my goal. I usually will get down to four that I like, three that I love. And then kind of the rest aren't, I don't need to listen to them. I really don't. And I almost never do. So once I go through the album, I will get the, I will get the handful of those songs and I will only commit myself to them. I will not ever go back to the other songs again. Um, you don't like go through the whole album like re- and try to like re-access some of the songs. Except I'm not dead. The the only al- that's the only album that I will front back. Oh, that's that's your ride or die. That's my ride or die. Beautiful trauma is really great too, but um, I would say beautiful trauma and I'm not dead can be my ride or dies. But otherwise, I pick and I pull, and that's why I have to have my own playlist. And then I haven't seen her live. So that's why I can't say that I'm a Stan. Although after watching this, there's no way in fucking hell. I don't do much. We've got to go. It's so cool. Don't we got to go? I mean, it's really cool. Okay, here's my thing about this documentary. I'm going to start off with a little shade. (laughs) Well, before you do shade, can you give me... So you've always known that I've taken the pink card and kind of ran with it. And it's kind of wild and weird. You you stitched that pink triangle onto your little mm -hmm. shirt a long time ago. And I think it just kind of added to a mystery of me, honestly. I also thought it was like a very mysterious thing about me is that I like pink. Yes, so yes, mysterious. it is. So mysterious. Like, I was like, what? What's with that girl? What's with He's that girl like in pink? Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I know, can't figure him out. Um, so you knew that, but and what's your what, what's your thing? I kind of know what your thing is, but go ahead, you tell me. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Um, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yes. 
I really like Pink. I mean, I've always kind of liked Pink. And I, I was saying to you before that I listen to the albums when they come out. I mean, I think like everyone else, I found her first with Lady Marmalade, which was a big moment for me. And Moulin mm. Rouge was, you know, I was like in puberty when Moulin Rouge came out. So I understood everything about love. Um, and I love that Pink is a huge Bette Midler fan. Pink has in the media several times, like, defended Bette Midler against Kim Kardashian. She's yep. talked about her love for Bette Midler, like, repeatedly. And Bette has talked about her love for Pink. So they have a, a mutual admiration that really gets me off. But Andy Cohen they... asked, did you see that interview with Andy mm-hmm. Cohen? Okay. We yes, asked I Pink. Hi, it's Tracy from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Hey, Hi. Tracy, what's your question? Hi, Andy. Hi, Pink. Hi. When, hi. When you tweeted last year about women using their brains and not their bodies for attention, were you trying to throw some shade at Kim Kardashian, or was that just people on Twitter jumping to conclusions? Oh, right. You sent that tweet right after she had done kind of an infamous bathroom selfie. Yeah, I did. Um, honestly, she went in on Bette Midler. And if you go in on Bette Midler, you're probably going to hear from me. Right. <laughs> you might hear from me, too, actually. I don't know how I missed that. Um, just don't talk to Bette Midler ever right. about anything. Uh, by the way, did you nice. see Hello, Dolly? Not yet. You are, you're I haven't going. been here. I'm going to go, yes. I have to go before it's done. You know she's out in January. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Yeah. I cannot... That it's amazing. Yes. She's amazing. I was there opening night, and then I went back last week, and I... It was. She's still, my everything. Yeah. Okay. She's Just my make sure that you do that. I will. Okay. Good. She's amazing. Okay. I got to sing the rose with her on stage once. Are you? Kidding? And I had a skirt on, and she taught me how to be a lady and sit with a. Oh shirt. my god! And did that keep? Did that stay? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Last. And I was like, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you, my diva. Thank you my very divas. much. Diva but, and diva. I mean, Diva and Diva, I think what you're, I think what you're referring to is my number one pink track of all time. Yeah, which is the one that got one away. One that got away. Yeah, because when I was first dating my partner Billy, <laughs> he lived in London, and we met doing a play in New York, and then he went back to London, and I think that song had like just come out. This was like in 2007, so maybe no. I'm Not Dead came out in 2006. Uh, yes, yes. So. I got my hands on that song, and Lord Almighty, I listened to that song a lot of times. Lord, yeah, you did, I bet Mama, took me I my know feelings. you did. I was like crying. Listen to that song. I stood by the exit door in the hotel cafe. He was playing with his band. I've always been a sucker and a weakness for a boy with a guitar and a drink in his hand. His words were like heaven in my hurricane My knees buckled under, I thought everyone was watching me Watching you save my life with the song You were mine In the back of my mind Oh, just for one night Just for a while there's always one that gets away The one that sneaks up on you then slips away Woo. Yeah, I see even you took like, me through a dark time. I remember so it's like I kind of relate to this because 
it's like when someone mentions a bet thing that they like, I'll never forget it. Right. So I'll never, I was like, okay, okay. And if they say something interesting to me, I'll be like, okay, you're, you're a little bit above the fray. Like, I won't forget that. I won't forget that <laughs> what you said about that, because like, that's my thing. You know, like I will still to this day, I don't go into much bookstores, but if I can go to a bookstore and go to the entertainment section, I'll grab some random bio and just go flip to the back and see if there's an M there for Midler and see if there's mm-hmm. any, like even mention it. I, it's still one of my favorite things. So, and I, and so that's how I would know my favorite fandoms at a certain place is that I, I I completely attach that song with you and you being so obsessed with that and like loving uh, it, putting on mixes, spinning I mean, it she, constantly. She can really, she can really cut me that high belt. Oh, but my man, you're someone else's man and that ain't the man that I want, want. You keep drawing me in with those big brown lying eyes. Back of my mind, oh, we had a night just a little while. There's always one that gets away, the one that sneaks upon you, then slips away. Her like riffing on a high belt. I mean, she, I really do think she's one of the best singers we have working in pop music. No matter what people want to say about Pink or the, how, how they feel about her music, those pipes are undeniable. She can sing. She can still sing. She can sing then. And she, in fact, somewhat, she's somewhat better. I think now with the control of her voice, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking of um, the Rose and Janis Joplin, she was all, she had been in contention for like a decade to play. Uh, to do an actual bio. Can she act? I don't know. She was in, um, she was in a couple of films. She played a sex addict. And uh, thank you for sharing. What the fuck is thank you for sharing? Thank you for sharing was like, um, it had like, um, Oh my gosh. And she was billed as Alicia Moore, which I'm obsessed with. It was Mark Ruffalo, Tim Robbins, Gwyneth Paltrow and Josh Gad were in it. What? Wow. Yeah, wow. it's about twelve about, about people about. in recovery for okay, their well. sex addiction. Okay, well, I'm glad. I'm, well, I'm glad she had some acting. I back to the rose of it all too. It's inter- I had that thought watching this documentary because the the biggest difference between Cynthia Erivo and Bet is that Bet is a huge music star, and Cynthia Erivo is more of a, an actress right now. Even though she's an incredible singer, she doesn't really have a huge recording career, nor does she have the 
um, track record of filling stadiums like Bet could at the time. Mm-hmm. And like when they shot the Rose, Bet was filling actual stadiums of people coming to watch her film this and be extras. So one of the most astonishing things about that film are these concert sequences with all of these people. And I was thinking like, who who is the equivalent now of that? And it, I was like either an Alicia Keys or a Pink or a Lady Gaga. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But Pink, I mean, if you wanted to get closest to the bet type of singing, Pink would be it, you know? Yeah, she does almost all originals. Um, she writes all of her own music. I wish yes. she would cover some things because obviously, like, she can do that bluesy. She covers some She covers rock. some Annie Lennox. She covers some Eurythmics sometimes. She covers live. And so she did do that right. whole, she just released that whole album. Um, so she, so she, the reason why we're even talking about her is that she did a double release. She did a, a documentary and an album release of her live tracks, not of like a whole concert, but just of like certain live tracks. And half of them are pink songs. And then half of them are other songs. I'm not in love with the album. I'll just come You're out. You're not in love with the all I, all I know so far album. No, no. It's not the live tracks I would have put on there. So maybe that's part of the problem. Like mm. I did not want, but I, and I'm also not a queen fan. And so she put two queen songs on there, Bohemian Rhapsody right. and we are the champions. And I don't care about those songs at all. I mm-hmm. really don't like Bohemian Rhapsody. We, we were children of the nineties no. when everyone was doing no. that all over the yeah. fucking place. Well, I think I we were like, it. we had Wayne's world. To it was Wayne's with, world and, that yeah. ruined it. And it just, and it ugh, I just too many wanted. guys singing at once and high voices that freaked me out. It's too much. It, uh, uh. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. So, but so I had other hopes for her for this, for that album that she would put on and she did not put on my favorite tracks. Um, but yeah, so she, yeah, so yeah, she kind of has a bet quality there. Like I said, I wish she would record um, other people's songs and I wish she would record, um, you know, kind of pull but, from mean, the bag of I guess I mean the timber, the timber of her voice, her ability to like go very small and just like intimate phrasing or her ability to fucking growl and belt. scream and belt, you know, mm-hmm. like that timber is very similar. But I love All I Know So Far as a song. You do? I love. I haven't always been this way I wasn't born a renegade I felt alone, still feel afraid I stumble through it anyway I wish someone would have told me that this life is ours to choose No one's handing you the keys or a book with all the rules The little that I know I'll tell you When they dress you up in lies and you're left naked with the truth You throw your head back and you spin in the wind Let the walls crack cause it lets the light in Let them drag you through hell they can't tell you I know so far 
see the video. Yeah. Yes. Cher's in it. Mm-hmm. I know, and she writes for Cher. Yeah, I think Cher's done a, done uh, one of her songs, right? Yeah, she wrote for Cher for her like 2012 album, I think. But and she also talks about in this documentary how she got inspired to study gymnastics after seeing a Cher concert, and Cher had all these aerialists. I don't know was if it was the Believe tour. It must have been earlier than that than the Believe I- tour. But it inspired her to study gymnastics, and the aerial shit in this documentary and in Pink's concerts is unreal yeah so that's so that's kind of like pink's ace in the hole with everything is kind of when pink was kind of settling in to be a pop rock act you know and Mm -hmm. uh you know one of the biggest things that people critique pink on is her that she's formulaic uh and that her albums and her songs are kind of have a basic structure to them like they don't really go that far outside of the box and it's like sure but damn if she does not have a brand. You know a Pink album when you listen to it. You know a Pink song when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. You're not kind of like swimming around being like, I don't know which diva this is. It's Pink. That sound is distinctly Pink. Where you Absolutely. can't say that. I cannot say that for a lot of people. Like, you know, and I'm not going to be fucking she's gonna trash give you right some, now, but-, but she's going to give you some advice on every song just about. She's going to probably encourage you to dance. And she's going to talk about tattoos. And she's going to be root for the under. She always is rooting for the underdog. She's always like either trying to have a party or then have a party with the underdogs. And and then tell the underdogs that they're freaking perfect. (laughs) You're freaking perfect to me. Um, And I think that that's, (laughs) and it's so cringy. It's so awful, but I, it's, it was, it was such a breath of fresh air when, uh, she first came out because we in in the aughts we had you know the three main white divas were or the two main white divas were Christina and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who I mean Christina's not white but um, Latinx uh, and Brittany and they kind of were the 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 bat the battling the battling mm-hmm. starlets right. and then Pink kind of Pink came out and she started in a girl group. La Reid found her. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, this isn't going to work anymore. Uh, disband. Uh, but you could, you could, you, you could do solo. And so she did in her first album, which I've actually never really fully listened to. Um, I'm just not into it. See, I, I won't, I will not be a completist unless I want to be. And <laughs> because All that's right, my, man. okay. Because that's my choice. Pink gave me that I'm an underdog and I get to do that. I'm a rebel. I'm Listen, a freaking you get to, pink would pink would celebrate you in that pink would celebrate me in my choices. And so she was kind of being fashioned as, as being R and B as kind of this R and B sound in like 2000. And then she went on and she did lady marmalade and who knew from that lady marmalade with Maya and Lil, Lil Kim, Kim and Missy Elliott, and Christina and Christina um mm-hmm. that it was really pink that was gonna just keep shooting uh shooting through this the rafters like i no one would have guessed that i know that i mean she's, she's also written for maya too which is cool um, bring back maya more maya please um please and so then she came out with misunderstood misunderstood and that's mm-hmm. where everything got reframed for pink and the kind of pink that we know now up into this documentary kind of started in the misunderstood where she went with Linda Perry for non-blondes 
and and worked on this album brought linda perry up to fame too this really gave yeah. linda perry a huge huge bona fides as a songwriter and then now she writes for everyone linda perry writes for absolutely everyone including christina aguilera beautiful which i think maybe had was written for pink it um, was yeah it was i've heard that i've heard that whole story being told it's very interesting the- yeah and, and she was pissed at linda perry at the, she was that. She was. They have a they have a great duet on that album too. Her and Linda Perry called "Lonely Girl." Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about the docs? Anyway, so that that was Pink's origins, and then she became this rock star, and now we're going up into the that's back. Pink origins. That's origins. Um, I mean, I here's okay. This is my little bit of shade about the doc. Yeah, go ahead. We're we're seeing a lot of these docs come out, right? Like we iconically covered Demi Lovato's doc in our Patreon. Um, something and, I never yeah. tell anyone is I watch the Jonas brothers doc, never listen to their music. You yeah. need to keep that on private. I know, oh, but I will watch everything about the Jonas brothers because you know how I feel about <laughs> the Jonas brothers. Woo. <laughs> 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 Woo. Um, but, and you know, Gaga just had a doc like this on Netflix and here's the thing. Ugh. They aren't really documentaries. They're ads. They're just long ads because there's nothing actually that like, happens that's like interesting or critical about the artist no it's i i kind of kept feeling like it was a like a long form instagram yeah it was like a like a like an almost two hour stories on instagram it was like a two hour instagram story where it was just big pink being the best mom on earth it was only her moments of being a mom where she's extraordinary it's only pink like very calmly discussing her differences of opinion with the people who she works with in a very chill way, never getting upset. And it was like, you don't really ever see her sweat in the documentary, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like 100% conflict free. I mean, there's yes, absolutely no dilemma. There's no, no problems. No, there's no sign of the help, which, which was my thing that I felt really, upset about and disingenuous about where it's like, yeah, you have an assistant. If you watch you this have a documentary, nanny. you would think that literally pink and her husband go on tour, take care of their children purely by themselves and no one else is involved, which is no, 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 no. They're not I flying on that private jet without at least three other hands, three other and like, like in the way that when she's in the concert and they're just showing like little Matilda or what's the daughter's name? Willow. Willow backstage, just kind of hanging out. I'm like, oh, Willow's completely alone. No one's even minding her. She's just back there kind of jamming out to beautiful trauma by herself. And I was like, hmm. Maybe. I I'm like, I'm like, yes, those kids are so fierce and independent. So with all of that, <laughs> with that, yeah. I mean, would I recommend this doc to I mean, so okay, so I watched this doc with um uh my roommate, my best friend, Mama. Hey, shout out Mama. And she was not a pink stan. And she just kind of, I was like, hey, I'm watching. I'm going to put this on right now. Uh, she was like, okay, but I'm probably not going to finish it. And she sure did. And right after she's like, okay, we're going to see her live. Like it did something to yeah, her it's and cool. energize her in a certain way. Like that. And without me prompting it, like she's known that I've been, I mean, I, you know, she's a person that I tried to get her to name her van um, Alicia Moore. And so like she's done known about my love and has like sat with me in it and like allowed it, you know, like allowed me to kind of like show her certain things. Um, But this was the thing that kind of turned her. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sorry. 
Pink needs a Vegas residency immediately. There is no one built for a Vegas residency more than Pink. It might be safer for her. Yeah, and then she could be be with her family, you know, and like she gets to fire all of her nannies that are her invisible nannies and just (laughs) hang out with Jameson, her son named after whiskey, all by herself. What is it like, Jameson Stone Heart or Jameson? No, Moonheart, Jameson Moonheart, Jameson, Jameson Moonheart. Moonheart. Yes. <laughs> and you want to know what's interesting about me, babe? I've always what? loved the name Willow. And so when Have she you? named her daughter ever since Willow, you saw the, ever since you saw the Val Kilmer movie in the 1980s. So the Val Kilmer movie was Willow, and I was like, that's a good name. I even tried to have, when I was on Wiccan um, sites, I changed my name to Willen, which didn't make any sense. It was like your man version of Willow? Yes, Willen. And and then Willow from Buffy, and so then I so that has endured me forever. Willow is a very magical, beautiful willow trees. I think Willow is a so. is a multi gendered name. I don't think it's a gendered name. No, I love I think Willow. Everyone can be a Willow. Willow's everyone a boy can be a in the Willow. Movie. I know. I'm saying I love Willow. Yes. I didn't know. I I was like 12 when I renamed myself Willen on the Wiccan Yahoo chat. The Wiccan Yahoo chat. <laughs> Do you think Pink was ever a Wiccan? Yes. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Sh- absolutely. She Abs- fucking fucked. You know she has a Wiccan tattoo somewhere on there. Um, but I will say that those kids are adjusted. Wouldn't you? I would. I am surprised. Seem, no, she seems like a really good mom. And I couldn't help but think of Phoebe Snow the whole time when she was talking about what it means to be a mom on tour and all of that. It. I. I will say. I was like trying to like discern like what's the point of this. Because we do get a lot of these documents. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> but I think I've come, I do think that she was just very much like, uh, you know, obviously she was not showing her help or whatever. But I think she was just showing the dualities of her life and that she was trying to make that work. You know, that she was like, right. I am a mom. I'm just as passionate about being a mom as I am about being on the road and kind of crossing those two together, you know, is there's like some vaguely interesting things in that i'm thinking there's a lot more and i think probably there was a lot more maybe that made the cutting room floor that was like you know some beautiful trauma yeah. instances right there but i was like okay that's really cool to to, to show that and because she she says a lot of women who have kids they just stop touring i didn't do that i have not right. done that i've chosen this other thing and that was I, and just an, and and fine if it's not that like you know blow out big it was inspiring there, there's an interesting dichotomy with her though, because so much of what she talks about is like trauma and like rough living and her like, like the, the drugs she did in her past and all this stuff. You know, she has this like hard rocker edge to her, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she is very, very polished. You know, there is a polish to her. There is it, like the songs, it. the songs, the performance. All of it, it's it's glossy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and still pop. It's about, all pop. It's pure pop. And there's something about now when she sings some of the earlier stuff that is a little more raw, she kind of sings it. She doesn't like relive it as she sings it. She mm-hmm. kind of has fun singing it. She lets the audience sing it with her. She's not going back and like really trying to go into it at least not in this documentary and maybe i need to watch her concerts more 
But does she have like a stay with me moment in concerts where she really like dives into like a dark or scary emotion and stays there for the duration of a song? Um, it's hard because she, she literally is flying around the, you know, the whole town. I mean, y'all, you just watch this documentary to see where she goes. Crazy. It's like she's not going up and down in the air. She does something that I was not even prepared for where there's no audiences. I don't even want to give it away. Just yeah, watch it. It's watch crazy. It. She's a, you're like, she's is this CGI'd? It looks CGI'd the whole time, right? It's so intense. She it's is so a intense. full on and, superhero. And with that, no, she doesn't. But you know what? Most people don't do uh, most, even Bet's contemporaries didn't do a stay with me number. Cher didn't do, you know, like they didn't get on the no. floor riling. Open yeah, heart. It, so no, it's I would say interesting Pink, with the Janis Joplin comparison and how much she loves Janis, that that is like the Janis you know, that kind of. And she does. And she does like the, she pink does have an affinity for that kind of blues rock sound mm-hmm. that she doesn't really commit to that much. Um, she's done. Like she did this um, album called you plus me, which I is like, kind of, I love this album. Oh, you do. You no, know, I Alice love Green. my folk shit. So she yes. did like a folk album. That was a, that was probably, I would say the biggest departure of the pink sound. Otherwise she really stays in the party bops and in the, um, and in the kind of, Oh, I will. Okay. Here's, here's one. This is the one who knew. Oh yeah. Who knew? You took my head. You show me how you promised me you'd be around. Ah, that's right. I took your words and I believed in everything you said to me. Yeah, that's right. So, so who knew, who knew I think could kind of be her stay with me. She does it in every concert. It's one of my greatest songs of all times. It's probably the song that cemented my love forever for pink. Um, She puts it, she like rearranges it um, in a really fun way on this live album. It's one of my favorite tracks on her newest album that she does. Uh, And like I said, she's saying it's been on her repertoire the whole, this whole time. And it's just, it's a really, it's probably one of the most iconic breakup songs I've ever heard. And it's taken from a point of view of someone yearning for this relationship that they know is going to be gone forever. So she kind of plays into the future and in the past. So she's like kind of talking about like, when I was in this, I was going to be forever. And then who knew? Mm. And then she's kind of then talking to the lover about like, maybe someplace in the future, I'll, I'll see you again. Maybe we'll be able to be friends. Like, I will always remember you. And... Now. 
going through my first heartbreak on that um, with this song and yeah i'm pretty sure this is what cemented a lot of people as like pink stands was this song this song means a lot and, and it's kind I of mean, her I, stay with me so there's that i mean i'm not dead is kind of like a really intense album in that way like those songs are very emotional i mean she does them on the album that's what i'm saying it's just it seems like live she'll sing them but she doesn't like drop into that and maybe that's just because the fans want to like have that like inspiration party when they're at pink but um and it's kind of too much of a production i mean like i said Mm. when she when she kind of she does these she'll do these like kind of sitting on the stool she does do a sitting on the stool in the moments where she just sits and sings sits and sings and parks and parks it parks and barks it and so in that way, she kind of will, will get into that. But it's a production. I mean, she's, you know, what? She has like 100 dancers, you know, tons of mm-hmm. musicians, tons of background singers. And then and it has to keep moving. That's why it's kind of like a Vegas show. Like, it has to run yes. oils. It has to keep yes. going. There isn't really a time to drop down on the floor because you're clocking down minutes right now. Like, you got to hit it pretty much on, on time. Um. So no, but like I said, I, I don't know how many, I can't think of how many Bette Midler mo- moments that other people have. I'm struggling to think of anyone that really kind of lets it like burn the way our diva does, but pink, 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 you know, pink will give you a vocal. She'll give you a, she'll, she always she'll gives give you a vocal. vocal. Okay. Let's talk about a bop though. Let's, I'm just going to like start talking about some songs too. Glitter in the air. Let me tell you, she takes you to the bottom and talks to you about how you stare too much at your phone, but then she lifts you back up. Have you ever hated yourself for staring at the phone? Your whole life waiting on the ring to prove you're not alone. Have you ever been touched so gently? Have you ever invited a stranger to come in? It's only half past the point of oblivion. The hourglass on the table, the walk before the run, the breath before the kiss, and the fear before the phrase. Have you ever? So this is the song that I will take. I I I used to do as like okay, you know, because all the naysayers come to the yard and try to badmouth me, and I will say okay, and I won't play this. I won't play the track, but I'll make them watch it. And that is her Grammy performance when people before people were really knowing what Pink was doing up on the trapeze act. Uh, mm. She just like comes out in this white robe with this beautiful glitter in the air song. She takes off the robe and she's just in a glittery bodysuit and she just starts spinning up in the air and then she fucking drops down into the water and then she spins Mm. back up wet and it's just, it shivers, shivers. I mean, I, I was shook it. I was shocked. It's everything. And so like, it's the, one of the greatest moments 
of Pink's whole career, and it's attached to the sun. It's perfect. closes out with this song. She closed out with beautiful trauma with glitter in the air. When it's so funny, like reading her for her sincerity or whatever, but the the beautiful thing about this song to me is like, it's starting with a question. Like, have you ever felt this? Have you ever felt this? And it's just this kind of like very, instead of thinking of it as basic, I think of it as like an elemental thing of just starting with empathy and that's what I think is Pink's superpower is she like just lets you know that she's there with you. She asks those questions. She like wants to understand her audience and let her let all of them know that they are not alone. You know, and I think that's a really beautiful element of her. Well, speaking of the concert, you know, I mean, I was so excited when she came out with uh, "What About Us." Yes. Oh, okay. Now explain to me who is the us and what about us? Well, I guess in the concert, it's all the gay babies. (laughs) Remember, (laughs) I don't want gay marriage. I want happy marriage. I was like, "Mm, okay. I get the sentiment. Like she doesn't, you know, I do too. All of it. But yeah, I was like, okay, that's, that's very good. She's she's like getting on to the Gaga stage a little bit of like, whoa, (laughs) what? What about us? I think I think Pink may enjoy gay pride more than we do. 
I think she really loves the gay pride. I mean, I think she maybe has been a sister in the gay pride. She's definitely been rumored to be a sister of the gay pride for a long time. I'm not, I, I, I think she stands in the flag. I still, I will always, those, that. my lesbian friends do not get in between lesbians and Alicia Moore tickets. No, or, or they're, or they're like full blown, like, like queer pink conspiracies, which I don't even believe is a conspiracy. I think there's a lot of truth to that. So that beautiful letter she reads from the fan in the documentary. This was the first time anyone had really told me it was okay to be different and going against the grain is actually better. I finally had someone on my side sitting down to watch the concert and the documentary made me feel calm. They were my escape from reality just for a little while. On 5th, November, 2006, I went with my mom and sister to see your show in Manchester. We were so far back. You looked so tiny on the stage, but it was the best night in my 16 years. At this point, I was very much fighting my sexuality and wouldn't dream of coming out. Way before I began going to gay bars, your concert was the first time I'd seen so many lesbians all in one place. (laughs) Some even gave me the eye. I remember feeling like I had finally found my people and I belonged. Eventually, along the line somewhere in the early 2010s, I came out. It was your attitude and spirit that helped me get there. Fast forward 10 years, I had grown into those massive front teeth. I had boobs, I felt pretty, and had lots of friends. My life was so different from the girl who hated herself in 2003. January 2018, utterly crippled by heartbreak, I spent every evening curled up in bed. I drove to work each morning, contemplating stopping the car to jump off the motorway bridge. I fantasized all day about which way I would end my life. Here I was, a fully grown 27-year-old adult. Needing your help once again. This time, not from the bullies, but from my own head. I went into the garage looking for something to hang myself with. Then something stopped me. I just imagined how disappointed you would be if I let myself go all because of one girl after surviving everything I'd ever gone through before. Crazy, I know. We've never even met. Pink, you really did give me the strength to carry on during these dark times in my life. For that, I'm so thankful. Please don't ever listen to the internet trolls, the critics, or the voices in your head. You're a marvelous role model to young and old alike. Keep that fire burning. You're bloody brilliant. That's awesome. Sweet, huh? Yeah, you make a huge impact on people's lives. Yeah. I do. I know you do. Especially yours. That's true. (laughs) Especially mine. And it's really the only reason I still do this. Because chasing the carrot game is stupid. But the fulfillment in that, even the shit we've been through, yeah. like writing about all of that. Yeah. Other people are just like, somebody's in their kitchen somewhere staring at their husband going, yep. <laughs> yep. I feel that too. But then they want to fight it out another day. It's cool, man. Music is cool. Right. That is so beautiful and crazy. Can you imagine like just getting constantly getting like you saved my life? Cause that does what I do think pink really does mean that to a lot of people. I do think she, I mean, she mm-hmm. gives you those inspiration. And what about us was like, right. Um, after like, uh, Trump and everyone just feeling like, and no one really having the proper anthem. This to me is the actual real anthem of that. Uh, you know, uh, that's, I think like such a bop and such a hit and such a constant. What about us? What about all the times you said you had the answer? What about us? What about all the broken happy ever after? Oh, 
it. That's the thing. Y'all, Drag Pink, she has been on the top of the charts for decades now and hit after hit for 20 Every years for 20 album years gives her like about a number one hit so i mean no one can no one has that sustainability and she like nick said she's only 41 she's got so much more to go so like her train is like well oiled and perfect it might not be as gritty as we want her to be but it's it's she's she's got it she's got the formula she's cooking but there's something kind of astonishing about like I think that it's almost like she's singing to our younger selves or for mm-hmm. our younger selves or something just so pure about it. And she doesn't want it. She doesn't want to take it too gritty or too hard. I think she doesn't want, I think she, as pop stars do, they want to carry as many people with them as they can and give the message to as many of the people as possible. And that's what she's doing. And that's you know? what Pink's doing. Pink is going yeah, on. She's not a, Pink she's is... a pop star inspired by punk artists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, she still has that like a rebel spirit. She's still going to sing about what she wants to sing about. That's what I also, I mean, a lot of the songs, you know, she does not sing much about love. It's true. She does sing about all kinds of other things, but like, just like falling in love, that's kind of rare for her. So yeah. you can kind of really put yourself into a lot of different places with your pink jams. Okay. From, from my list, what else did you like? What else kind of tripped your trigger? I'm interested. We haven't talked. I know we haven't talked. To, I mean, you want to know what's devastating for me is Family Portrait. Yeah. Okay. That's from mm-hmm. the Misunderstood Times. Where the she's Misunderstood re- Times where she like goes into her whole, uh, her family's divorce. Mama, please stop crying. I can't stand the sound. Your pain is painful and it's staring me down. I hear glasses breaking as I sit up in my bed. Also in this documentary, she describes no one coming to her fifth grade birthday party as though it's like the deepest trauma that's happened to Were her. Were you not stella though? Were you not just was, like Jenny girling at all? It was very Stella moment. But family por- family portrait is really, really good. <laughs> as if it was I was deeply into thing. it. I know <laughs> so Corey's it- over there. Like, Carrie, 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 Corey, Casey. Is, over is that her me? husband? Yeah, K- Casey. He's so hot. I thought maybe you would think he was a snack from her tackers. Whew. She's been married to this dirt bike racer named Casey or Corey or something. He has got neck tattoos and he has everything. And they've been married for like 15 years. Yeah, I mean, a lot of her, they've, they've been on and off. And a lot of her material is based on that relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But the, the so what? I'm a rock star. You know when she says like, I don't know where my husband went. That's about him. They we're getting oh, a divorce. 
did they get they got separated and then they iconically got back together i can't remember if they actually got divorced or not or, and then they started dating again but yeah a lot of that's oh. all that whole funhouse album is about their breakup sober oh, which wow. i love i think it's one of the best songs she's ever written sober yeah yeah yeah, and that's kind of one of her big, th- big song, big moment songs. Or she, she, that was one of her first trapeze moments. And I don't know, I love it. How do I feel this good? What's, what's your, what's your, what's your deep memory with that song? Where does it take you to? You were saying how you like some of these songs like really take you to a specific place in your life. Oh, they well, they all take me back to uh, a lot of them happened in New York. You know, cause that was, a, uh, and, and that, and that obviously was just literally going out every night and partying and then having pink sing about what that feels like. And, mm. and how do you, how can you access what, 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 how you are then? And I had never thought about that. I was just like, this is just what you do. You go out, you get a little lit, you dance, you wake up kind of feeling shitty and then you do it again. And mm-hmm. for pink to kind of come out and be like, mm, there might be another way. I was like, and to have, have it be such a banger. That's the other thing. She packages some really deep shit into some kind of banger songs that you kind of have yeah. to keep listening for the, Oh, there's a message here. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's her trying to explore something in this, you know? I know because let me tell you, she drinks some wine in this documentary. She was giving. She's always been a wino. Town. She's always been a wino. She's been a wino and a cig smoker. That's always been one of her things. Oh so yeah, like, she's. Was a... she gonna do cig smoking in this? But she doesn't. But she doesn't she even cig smoke in it. She was like Cruella in that stupid movie. She didn't even get to have a fucking cigarette the entire time. I was like, what the fuck. But she, but whatever, she was popping bottles. She was like popping bottles and holding babies the whole time. She was. She was like, "Where's my wine?" For <laughs> this real? is my hot take on that. I was like, I was like, oh, I really like that she will that she doesn't discriminate between white and red. She kind of does them both. Did She'll you see how she all. smelled the top? She like smelled the. Cork. She loves the cork. I mean, that's kind of an old wife tale, <laughs> but I'll give it to her. That's um, an old wife tale. Yeah, it, you can't really smell anything from the court. I mean, get me away. If you're going to talk to me about wine, get a, get the fuck away from me. You barely will touch the shit. I won't touch it, but I also won't listen to anyone talk about it. Oh, I don't <laughs> Yeah, care. seriously, I'm bored. I don't Please, care. let's move on. I don't Let's care. move on. Unless you really know what you're talking about. I love that you didn't do Just Give Me a Reason on your list. That is not important to you, huh? A lot of her hits aren't important to me. I love just give me a reason. No, I no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I also I don't put a lot of pink on my list that I know I'm going to hear on the radio. And just give me a reason and try are two songs that come on the radio constantly, so I can kind of deal with that. Then that you can get it then. Yeah, I am here as a bop. You like I am here. I am here as a bop for me. It's like, it's it's one of my biggest bops from your list. What about The Greatest Escape? I can understand how when the edges are rough And they cut you like the tiniest slivers of glass And you feel too much And you don't know how long you're gonna Everyone you know is trying to smooth it over Find a way to make the hurt go away Everyone you know is trying to smooth it over 
watching, checking out of this place. I'm not gonna lose you, cause the passion and the pain are gonna keep you alive someday. Gonna keep you alive someday. It's that song is so moving because it's literally about, you know, when you're numbing and not feeling, you know, when you're escaping and not not accessing that. And she, I mean, she's obviously singing to that fucking stoic, stoic dirt bike husband. <laughs> and she's talking about um, she's referencing just like a pill where she's like, I mm-hmm. don't need a pill to make me numb. And then mm-hmm. I wrote the book on running. But that chapter of my life is soon done. Um, now she's just going to feel everything, babe. She's going to yeah. feel it all. Her bellatos really, there's like a couple bellatos on every album that like are definitive for me. Mm. And what's I rem- it, what's your most, what's your most hardcore one that cuts you deep? Like the one that, that got away does for that, me. that. The Great Escape. The Great Escape is the one that I, if I have to listen to a Pink song, I love the build. I would, I always fantasize about performing it in front of her. I feel like I could wave my fist in front of your face, and you wouldn't flinch or even feel a thing. And you've retreated to your silent corner, like you decided the fight was over for you. Everyone you know is trying to smooth it over Find a way to make the hurt go away Everyone you know is trying to smooth it over Everyone needs a floor they can fall through I won't let you make the Checking out of this place I'm not gonna lose you Cause the passion and the pain Are gonna keep you alive someday They're gonna keep you alive someday Someday. Someday. Yeah. Um. Ooh. 
I really, I really love that. And then I'll tell you another surprise one that I really, really love because I think it's, I, I think the, I think the kind of construction of it's really an unusual. Um, it's from Funhouse. Um, I really love. Uh, um, please don't make me. Hmm. Yes. Bop, 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 bop. A lot of this stuff has had to do with like my very few tries with men that I've had in my life. And, and then I really sink into like one or two of pink songs that define whatever that very short term relationship is and how I feel. And it might't even be exactly how I feel about them, but I just kind of let this song dictate uh, that experience. And again, pink is doing that kind of uh, pull and tug in her lyrics where it's like, mm. I hate you. I can't stand you, but don't leave me at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I want to kill you, but I need you to stay. I can't live without you. Um, mm. And it's done in this mid to up, to up tempo. A lot of her, most of her songs are like mid up tempo kind of rock songs, but I'm just so obsessed with this song. She, just lets you feel, she, she lets you feel your feelings, you know? Pink lets you feel your feelings. Yeah, she like Pink makes, lets you feel she, everything. Yeah, she she feels deeply. She's like Cece Bloom, and because she feels deeply, she's a deeply feeling person. Exactly. You know? I actually now just want nothing more than for her to cover Stay With Me. Yeah. Like, I okay, picture this, bitch. Bet gets the Kennedy Center honor under Joe Biden gets to go to the Kennedy Center and everyone sings her music to her and Pink sings Stay With Me. Would you die? Would you die? Would I you would be die. able to survive the experience? You know that she sings, the, she's, I, there might be video out there that she, or she does. She, I can't find it. The Rose, I can't find okay. it anywhere. Can't find it. <laughs> I worked can't all find afternoon it. on it. I can't worked all afternoon it. on it. If I can find it, I'll put it in here, but I can't currently find it. One of our battle angels, as soon as I say that, like like eight of you will DM it to me on Instagram, and I love you. She um 
She she did the rose for at, at, in Las Vegas for Bette Midler's show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I've always wanted Pink to go in a real rock, like pure rock phase. Mm. You know, kind of like it, it, and so like it, a Tina Turner moment. Yeah, a Tina Turner moment, kind of letting go of the pop thing and like do like a dedicated just kind of rock thing. I mean, Funhouse is kind of like that. A little bit like Funhouse and I'm Not Dead are kind of, I'm Not Dead is actually the most experimental, I think, in her sound. And then Funhouse is kind of her real just like anthem stadium. Cause really she she does stadium rock. I mean, she kind of has to. Yes. She performs at stadiums. Those are big, gigantic, hollow places, and they're really hard to make it feel personal and um interesting. And but that's where mm-hmm. Pink is. That's the level that she's performing at. The whole big like shtick of the of this doc is that she gets to do two days at Wimbledy, 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 Wimbley, Wimbley stadium. Yeah. That's Which like is huge. Thing. So big. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like, again, mama and I were watching it and she was like, I just, who, who's going there? And I, who's, who's filling those seats? And I looked at 80,000 English people. Yep. I go me and a lot of other pink fans. Like we will do yeah. that. I mean, I guess I haven't, but I will do it. I mean, there I are billions of people on the planet. And yeah, I just, and, and Pippa pink has always kind of carried that underrated uh, value around mm-hmm. with her. You know, people really don't assume her to be the threat that she is and has continued to be. And there's Maybe something that's about your that connection that I really with like. her. I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The, the underdog threat. The Yeah. Because that's the same with bet too. Like someone mm-hmm. who just isn't, like you don't love the person who everybody loves. Right. Right. It's not a special, you know, it's, you it's don't get to have that much special. of a personal relation relationship with her when it's just kind of thrown around like that. It's like, oh. when everybody has it, it's harder to feel like your special connection with like Lady Gaga or Madonna. Like no one knows the song, the great escape. No one. Uh, that's my so song beautiful. and it's my song do you know what i mean like well, i have given that it to all of our battle angels now, now you all have it boom booyah bitches mm. i mean this doc is pretty good but i mean i just want to spend more time watching her concert just i want to spend more time in a youtube k-hole with her concerts yeah i said if you're a casual fan of pink the stock isn't for you. Go go on YouTube and kind of be wowed by all of the live performances that you get to watch her do. Yeah, um, I would yeah. say go there for do that first, and then get on the music, and then that can inform you. I will say, watching this concert, I got a little bit more informed by her music. I was a little bit. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, I think I like this song that I didn't used to like, and you know, oh, I'm I'm finding a new thing out about this that I'm into, but. But again, yeah, I would say go go to go to the YouTubes, go to the YouTubes and get your pink, any way you can. Oh, just fill yourself up with more Alicia Moore. Yeah, she has a song "Walking in Sunshine" that she did with Willow that she released like a couple of months ago. Should so we go out on some... that? Um, Jason's like, I don't know if I'm ready to be done talking about pink right now. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh no, yeah, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> I was like, oh, should we go out on that then, huh? We're going out now? We're saying or, bye? Or do you want to go out on something else? No, let's let's do that. It's kind of a weird bop. It's not. It's very light. It's not very pink sounding, but we'll do that because that's with Willow. That's going to be her next generation that she's going to 
Willow's just going to start performing like Willow Smith and just be ready for that. I don't even know. Is this generation called Generation Alpha? I mean, she did perform. She she just performed, I think, at the billboards. She did a trapeze act with her mama, girl. I got to send you this video. Willow Moore did? Yes. Man. Willow young. and Pink were like spiraling up. Like beautiful. It was gorgeous. Man, that trapeze, the fucking trapeze goddess. Trapeze family. The trapeze family. Big well, she also refers she when she's talking to Will on the documentary, she's like, Well, when you leave the circus, you can't come back. Yeah, the carny life. Which I was like, is that okay to say? The carny life, but I think okay, I think that's okay. There's not Yeah. 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 I think that, that she, life. I think she kind of embodies that life in a very beautiful way, and especially um, gonna, in her uh, looks. Her looks are so redonk. I mean, I too, I did write one note. I was like, "What the fuck is this look?" The she white has this, looks. Like, it was, it was a black sequence, like one piece with bell bottoms, over which she put like a men's white tank top that we recently changed the name of, and then another like blue army coat. And I was like, "What is happening?" What is going on? It's like some freaky hot topic sleepwear nightmare, but I'm in the nightmare. <laughs> Bring me into the nightmare. It is a hot topic, full hot topic, carny nightmare that is kind of fun and kind of everything. It's like she locked in her style in 2000 and was like, I'm not changing anything about me. No. She says that a lot too. She's like, I'm not changing for anyone. And I'm like, that is extremely obvious. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this it's working for her, so don't, don't. Yeah, just keep for real. We keep stuff. coming back for more, Alicia. Yeah, we love How many you, times Alicia. am I going to make that joke? <laughs> I well, my playlist for you is more pink, <laughs> more pink. Um, and you guys, we everyone, we love you. Not you guys, everyone, we love you. Um, and we're going to miss you, but we're going to go on some adventures this summer, and then. We're going to come back to you. We don't know when, but we're going to come back and we're going to come back maybe different and maybe stronger. Definitely stronger and probably definitely different, but you're going to, but this is not us signing off. You'll hear our voices again in some capacity. We promise. And uh, until then, yeah. uh, Get into your summer vibes. The world's opening up. Uh, Be safe and we love you. Go out and support uh, female artists and uh, give them your time, attention, love, support, and maybe a little money. Yeah. Throw, throw a little cash around because because all of our lady entertainers, they need it. We They need it right now. <laughs> they do. They, they do. And keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram and on the Patreon and we love you. Take good care of yourselves. Uh, stay safe and uh, make sure to get vaccinated if you're not old. Oh, definitely. Bye, Battle Angels. Bye. Bye. Just imagine people laughing I know someday we will And even if it's far away Get me through another day Cover me in sunshine
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.